Hallelujah. It's going to be an interesting message today. Of course, they all are here recently. You notice I can't even come with my Bible. I have one verse I'm going to read off of here because I don't want to misquote it. Um, yes, sir. Let's talk about being single-minded. This is our impossible box. But it's only impossible in the world. It's certainly not impossible to our God. Isn't that true? And we have cases here, all of these pictures, and probably some of the prayer requests inside, but for sure these pictures represent uh, medical ca- you know, uh, cases that need healing, that the world with all of its technology, the best that there is, has no answer for. And at this current time, there's no ministry. Now, I'm not saying that. By the gifts, anything can happen anywhere, anytime. But see, Jesus didn't just operate by the gifts. You know, I didn't have to... If I, I want to take the most serious... All of these are serious cases, so please, I, I love and pray for all of these people. But the one that I think everyone would agree on, where's Victoria on here? Right here she is. He's older than that now. But Victoria... Uh, their parents are members of this church. She was born with just a partial brain. Now, she's got enough brain that it runs her body. You know, her lungs work, her kidneys work, her digestive system works. She's got enough brain to do that, but not enough to learn language. She can't feed herself. Uh, she can't communicate, really, with you. Um, she can't run and play with other kids. She can't. Now she's a young woman. It's not likely she'll get married unless she gets healed. Okay. Now, see, that's a that's a case I think everybody can agree with modern technology and even with the best of ministries that we know of. There's nowhere that we could take Victoria today and bring her back with a fully restored brain. Can I get an Amen. How many of you also would say amen, though, that if Jesus himself in his own physical body was still on the earth operating out of Jerusalem, it might, like Dave would say, it might take me two years, you know, to get a ticket where where I could bring Victoria. But see, I just know if I could put Victoria in his hands, I'm bringing her home healed. With a fully functioning brain. And I believe he'd put language in her and she could give her testimony. Why why not? Now see, that is the mission, the assignment of the prayer center. And all of you, God love you, that have joined yourself to this vision. That is where we're narrowly focused. That is our mission in life. We're allowed to do other things. You know, if you're hungry, we'll help feed you. Uh, if you don't have clothes, we'll help clothe you. But that is, we, we're not allowed to become sidetracked by focusing on those things. We know what our assignment is at the prayer center. Dave would tell us all the time. I'm going to put the box down there. You know, you know, you've got a pretty, pretty pure vision when you can declare it in one sentence. Take a group of people and go far enough into me. To bring a supernatural revival to a religious city that will spring, spread, I mean, around the world. One sentence. And it, that's your life. That is your life. Right there.
So, uh, Alan mentioned people all the time asking him, have you heard this preacher? Have you heard that preacher? Have you heard that preacher? There's a lot of good preachers. And a lot of them are doing exactly what God called them to do. And every now and then I'll li- listen to what I'm going to say every now and then, once a quarter, <laughs> you know, every two or three months, I'll listen to one. And it, it, they all have something good. I'm not there to nitpick what they say. But they're not on this path. They're on, they're on, I'm not saying they're on the wrong path. I'm just saying I can't afford to give very much of my time to that. Because I'm not going to stand before him and be accountable for their calling. I'm going to stand before him and be accountable for what he called me to do. And what he called you to do. Amen. So this group, if you think, oh God, here they go again. All they ever talk about is prayer, fasting, worship, and the word. We'll come back six months later. Prayer, fasting. We were at a conference. We used to think, oh God, it's another conference coming up. Surely Dave is going, there's going to be something hot, something fresh, something new. Conference would start. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. <laughs> We're going to talk about the born-again trail. And, but all of that is still on this path. Dave was so narrowly focused. Now, he gave us many tools to help us along this path. Say, so we're always bragging on Dave, and rightly so. And rightly so. I'll never have enough money to pay the man back. For rescuing the two of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to Dave 2.0. I hope it's during one of my services, not Alan's. <laughs> because I'm just selfish and greedy. I'd love to be right in the middle of a really anointed, what I think is a really anointed service, you know. Dave walk in. Even better looking. Even more funny. How about even more anointed? Walk right up, tap me on the shoulder and say, Gary, you can sit down now. I'll take it from here. That'll be a great day. I'm looking forward to that day. But for now, we're doing the best we can. Now, I know exactly what he wants to do today. And he didn't give me much notice. See, in order to accomplish our mission, we only really have one leader. And I love Dave, but it's not Dave. It's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And how we know him, how we hear from him is by the helper he has sent us during this dispensation, and that is the Holy Ghost. So, see, and again, it's not a pride thing. If there was a ministry already there, anywhere on earth, anywhere, where they're already, where I know I could take Victoria there. I don't care if it's on this continent. I don't care if it's in Antarctica. But if they're operating at that level where we could take Victoria and know for sure that we could bring her back restored to her right mind. You know, what I mean is her brain being fully developed. 
I would, I would move there. I would sit under them. I'll teach me what he has taught you. See, it's not a pride thing. But there just isn't anybody. There isn't any place at this current time like that. Now, by the gifts, again, anything can happen anywhere, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about really the believer's anointing is what we're talking about. So how do we go from where we are to there? Well, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He says, I'm going to send you another comforter, and he is going to guide you into all truth. He's going to take of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said unto you that the Holy Spirit will take of mine and show it unto you. Well, thank God for Pastor Dave that got us all learning how to meditate the Word of God and whole images, taught us how to pray in other tongues so we can pray the mysteries of God, taught us about private worship because, trust me, if there's no presence, nothing ain't happening. Unless His presence goes with you. which He promised, my presence will go with you. But along that journey, Dave also warned us. He says, now, if you think that the enemy, once he sees the path you're on, if you think he is going to leave you alone and you're just going to waltz into the fullness of all that God has, you've got another thing coming. All that information in Ephesians about being able to stand in the evil day and how to quench the fiery darts is in there for a reason. And we've all found that out. But right on the other hand, if you've read the end of the book, who wins? Hallelujah. I've already read the end of the book. He doesn't win. We win. Amen. So on this journey, we really only have one teacher, and that is the Holy Spirit, because as he brings us the mind of Christ. Now, I want to focus on the mind of Christ, because the Bible plainly says you have the mind of Christ. Well, now, obviously, Gary doesn't fully have the mind of Christ, or you'd see Victoria preaching today instead of me. Is that plain enough? But what he means by that is we have access to the mind of Christ by way of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. As we renew our mind. Yes, sir. I had to get sequence from him. This week he's been uh, two very familiar verses. You don't have to turn. If you want to turn somewhere, you can be. I do. We're going to look this one up in a minute together. And it's First uh, Timothy one eighteen. But that's not the verses right now. You can just be be getting ready. This week he's been showing me uh, something a little more about Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And again, it starts off with the word therefore, meaning based on everything that I've already said to you. Therefore, I beseech you, brethren, that you, by, by the mercies of God, and what you could sum that up, everything I've said... In chapter 1 through 11. (laughs) All these mercies. Everything that he's done for us. That you. Present your body. A living sacrifice. Holy. And acceptable. Unto God. Okay. Be no longer conformed to this world. But be you transformed. By the renewing. Of the mind. And I saw it a little different this week. See, what's the purpose? Let's say, let's say Gary, I'm, I, I, he always picks on me and nice to you. Let's say Gary finally surrenders this body completely to him. Completely. No sin. No eating if he says no eating. Uh, no sleep if he says no sleep. I'm talking about surrender. Why does he want that body? 
He wants to possess it. See, demon possession is the counterfeit of what God wants. Christ wants to possess you. Not do away with you. You and Him are going to become so one. You can't conceive of thinking different than Him. And that's called the mind of Christ. Paul, Paul said, I don't think I've fully arrived. But he does say, in another place, he says, For me, in other words, as far as I'm concerned, Paul, to live is Christ. And what he means by that, if, if somehow there was a zipper on my body and I could unzip it and Paul could step out and Jesus could step in and zip it back up, what you would see this body do today would be no different than if Christ himself was wearing it. Boy, there's a statement. Isn't that a statement? So he's showing me Romans 12.1 is about him, really, his desire to possess our body, to fully live and express himself, his life, in our body. But see, Romans 12, verse 2, that's us possessing his mind, where we think like he thinks. We don't think any other way. There is uh, no human reasonings, no religious reasonings. Where we've gone far enough, where we have the mind of Christ, not in a book, really, although it's still there. He knows the, the Holy Spirit already knows the mind of Christ. But see, us. So it's like two promised lands. In a way, your body is the promised land for Jesus. He died in hope he'd get to live in your body. Is that, have you ever heard it put quite like that? He died in hope, in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, this was the hope. See, he expected his ministry to be multiplied, not ended. He has great hope today that we'll surrender our bodies just like it says. Your body, if you'll allow me, is his promised land. He's wanting to possess it fully. Right on the other hand, the mind of Christ is our promised land. And I can think like him all I want to, since he sent me the teacher that's able to explain it to me. Like Dave says, the only reason you don't think like Christ is you don't like to stay in school. Well. And he's talking about the school of the Holy Ghost. And Dave would deliver it with a lot more anointing and a lot more humor than I can. But I'm just doing the best I can. But that finely dressed gentleman at the chalkboard really is the Holy Ghost. And he'll explain the mysteries. He'll teach you the mind of Christ as long as you're willing to sit there and pray, walk and pray, you know. Again, I'm seeing the analogy. I do have an industrial engineering degree. From Oklahoma State University. I got it in 1969 when dinosaurs ruled the earth. I had to be careful not to step into a dinosaur track on the way to school. You know. when, I, when I graduated school, we were still using slide rules and logarithm tables. You know, that'll tell you something. Never saw a computer in my life when I graduated in 1969. But now the point is this. That's the, the curriculum was a five-year curriculum full-time. And I did it in four years in a summer session because I was trying to save my parents money. They were paying the tuition. So I I finished a five-year curriculum in four years in a summer session. 
But now think. I could have taken eight years to finish that same curriculum. Well, the teachers didn't just didn't want you to know it. No. I didn't like school. <laughs> I could have taken eight years, couldn't I? Now, you could learn the same thing. Eight years later, I, I, I graduate. But why not graduate now? Say, you're four years earlier. Well, that's why the Lord has us in this severe season of training, what we're calling the blueprint for 2020, this severe season of training. uh, And it includes everything. If you noticed, if you read those prophecies, it's got what we call all four. It's got, it talks about prayer a lot. Pray in tongues a lot. It's in there mentioned many times. Fasting is mentioned more than once. Worship is mentioned more than once. And the deep things of his word. In other words, staying in his word is mentioned there. And it's all training. And it's all preparing us for what's to come. Because this revival is going to be like no other that's ever been seen on planet earth. And there has been some great revivals. I mean, that's quite a statement to say that. There's been, I've read again about the Welsh revival. You know, they absolutely shut down. See, uh, certain people today want to defund the police, which I don't agree with that at all. But in Wales they did. But you know why? Wasn't any sin, wasn't any crime. Everybody got saved. (laughs) They literally closed the bars, no customers. You you might could defund the police if everybody gets saved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and really obeying the Lord. Anyway, trying, I'm not trying to be political. <laughs> I know there's things that need to be changed. Well, let's change them and keep our police, okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, i got to stay on this track. i got to stay on this trail for today. So the Holy Spirit is the one that's been given to us to... We can know the mind of Christ. Let me say it this way. We can know the mind of Christ... Pretty much as much as we want to. How much time are you willing to spend in school? Or spend in the training of the Holy Spirit? Now we do know the mind of Christ in the result. And that's revival. Oh, I started to say this revival is going to be different even than the Welsh revival. Because that only lasted like a year and a half. He's plainly said this, this revival, once it starts, is not going to stop until Jesus returns. And I got a, a nice rebuke from a well-meaning person, and it's good to take your rebukes if you need, if you got them coming. And uh, this well-meaning person heard my message a week or two ago, liked the message. But in there, I mentioned something I overheard during the return, that they're believing God for a billion souls in this harvest. Well, I like that. I like billion better than million. <laughs> Plus, that gave me a vision bigger than the United States, because we only have 300 and some odd million here. So he's definitely talking a worldwide harvest. So I said a billion souls. thought I did really good. And she's probably going to hear this. I'm not going to tell your name. She very lovingly said, uh, you know, you might not want to limit God to a billion. When she said that instantly. See, Sue has been, he, he said to Sue, rewind so that I can fast forward. Soon as I read that in the email, my, I rewinded. How many of y'all remember that thing? He said, I think it was in 97 or 98. Set no boundaries upon the limitless one. You remember when he said that? He said, say everything you say without limits. So word it like this, Gary. We thank you, Lord, for a minimum of a billion souls. 
See, he gave me that instruction over 20 years ago. But if you're not careful, you can let really important things slip. And that's really kind of like what, what what's going to happen here today. Um, you got to be careful with your natural human reasoning. Now, again, today, he's going to, I'm going to be very transparent. You're going to see some more of my flaws. And, uh, but I think they're going to help. Okay. Because, um, an incident happened within the last two weeks, I think it was. Might have been three weeks now. But, uh, somebody that we know, who has a son that we also know, but don't know him very well, wanted to know who to contact here at the prayer center about the possibility of buying the, the building and the land. And see what's going on ever since they put in uh, Tulsa Hills Shopping Center. Uh, is that the right name? Tulsa Hills? Okay. Names when I'm like this. Uh, Tulsa Hills Shopping Center. Of course, all of the property values surrounding it and extending now even to anything on Union. Long-term investors are going, I need to, I need to get a hold of that. Because they know it's going to go up and go up a lot. And I agree with that. Now, here's Gary's human reasonings. And I, I hate to admit this, but I, I got to obey him. Well, I've looked, I, I, you probably have never noticed. <laughs> but I, I look around the building and I see gaping holes in the ceiling over here. And it's not that we haven't patched them or replaced those tiles. It's just every time we get a big rain like we just had, the rain is Diablo. Drip, drip. <laughs> you long time ones remember Dave. Dip, drip, drip until it tears it out again. And also, for those of you that's never been here at the prayer center, the build, the physical building, uh, we, we laughingly sometimes talk about the theater sitting. It wasn't built with theater sitting. <laughs> what it is is that this building was built and it wasn't peered correctly all the way down to foundation. So, it has shifted a lot. And so right now, y'all are all, sl- they're sloping downhill from me from where I'm standing. But if you go very far and head towards the door, you're going to go uphill to go. <laughs> and this is the only prayer building I know of, or if you do pray and walk the green line, you'll get your exercise at the same time because you're going to be going up and down and up and down. Am I, am I telling the truth? So Gary's natural reasoning when this lady called me, and I, we know her, we know her pretty, you know, not real well, but we know her. She's, she's, uh, when she speaks, she's telling the truth. And we also know about her son. So if he's saying, if she, if he asked his mama to call, say, who would I talk to about the possibility of buying the land? If, you know, is it available? But now here's the part I gotta tell you. See, in Gary's natural mind, I'm thinking, and I mentioned it to Tim when I gave him the phone number and everything. I said, you know, our building is so dilapidated. And our it's so big compared to the congregation that we have right now. See, Gary's natural reasoning, I began to think, well, maybe this is the will of the Lord. You know, I know that guy can buy it. Pretty much you name a price. He, if he wants it, he could probably afford it. See? I said, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the will of the Lord. Maybe... 
I'm getting some, I'm getting head shook at me here because some other people remember what I'm about to show you here. And so I mentioned it. And uh, this is also a lesson about how to correct friends when they're being stupid. Because <laughs> Tim did not say to me, you stupid man, you. What's wrong with you? Don't you ever hear God? What? I'm not letting you preach anymore. How could you say such a stupid... See, he'd, Tim didn't take that approach. Thank you, Jesus. Sue's going, thank you, Jesus. Me too. But I just mentioned it in passing. I didn't even see a shadow of turning in his face at all. Like he wasn't, uh, you know. I said, well, maybe, who knows? You know, if this guy calls, I wanted you to know who he is, that we know him. He is for real. He ha- If he wants to buy it, uh, he can probably buy it if you, if you want to sell it. But in my natural re- national, no. Natural reasoning processes, I had begun to think, well, maybe, maybe that would be the will of the Lord. Now, I think how we're going, so here's what Tim did. Instead of correcting me, you stupid, stupid man. Later that day, I got an email with a prophecy that came October 7th, 2018, which I think was the last day of the conference of that year. And again, why God keeps using Bronk? No, I'm just... <laughs> I've asked Bronk, why does he keep speaking to you? And Bronk goes, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's because Bronk will hear and obey. That's why. But a prophecy came through Bronk during the last day, I think, of the conference. And uh, this is what Tim sent me now. I only got this message an hour before the service, so I didn't have time to print anything to hand out to you. But we have it. Uh, Derek is going to play it. I have a printed copy, and we'll, we'll make this PDF available at the website if any of you want to print this out. Okay? Of course, this is if you're on the email list of the prayer center, you would have received this shortly after it came out anyway. And if you're not on the... the uh, if you're not signed up to be on the email from Dave Roberson Ministries, get signed up. See, because this is important. Now, I want to I want to make sure you get this. Here's Gary. Knowing we're pressing towards revival, I haven't abandoned the mission. I'm all in. Anybody that comes to prayer knows as much as I can. I am here, and I'm actually trying to duplicate those same hours at home. Okay, so I'm 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 in. Sue knows I'm in. But you can be in and still miss it. Because I'm thinking, well, maybe, yeah, if, if he wants to buy it, we'll just, we'll just get a smaller building and start somewhere else and a fresh start. And as long as human reasoning, that is not the mind of Christ. So I'm going to ask Derek to play this prophecy that came through Bronk, October 7, 2018. The title on the prophecy is, I have pruned the root to the core. Note these things, saith the Spirit of the Lord, and see if they do not come to pass in your lifetime. Note these things and judge even the one to whom is saying these things today, whether he be false or true. But know this, the days are coming, and not far from this time, when the glory and the presence that one brought Many will bring, saith the Spirit of grace. 
the saturation of his glory that I brought through a few will be placed on many, saith the Spirit of grace. And what has seemed like at times even a dry season, know this, that this was not a dry season for you. My presence has never left from even in what you would call the glory days. For some would speak in their heart and even with their mouth. I long for those kinds of services. When his glory fell and his presence was so tangible. But know this. This is not a backsliding. This is not something that Satan or the flesh has brought into fruition. But I've pruned the root back all the way to the core, saith the Spirit of grace, that I could bring it forth as a green tree in a dry and thirsty land. For have I not said that you are plantings of the Lord, trees of life? I'll bring you forth in these last days, not that one would glory, but many would glory in my presence. And that not one would carry my presence, but many plantings would come into the fullness of what they've been planted for, saith the Spirit of the Lord. For the days will come in this house when not a seat will not be taken. Many will stand up against the walls and crowd the places and crowd the altars. And you'll see services like you've never seen before. Now is, as you've heard others speak and affirm my word, now is a time for the laying and the continuation of soundness of doctrine. But know this, as tough as it would seem to you in the spirit that I am at times in training you, know this, that on the other side of that is more than an equal outpouring of my glory and of my presence so strong that you will not be able to stand in the house. Not one will lead but many will lead because of the presence that I will place upon them. And what they're doing in this time of pruning, saith the Spirit of grace. One part of this house, this physical location, while some are being healed, others in the other part of the auditorium will be delivered, set free. Glory will fall. Presence will come and all will be kept in order for these last days. A presence and a sweeping of my presence is coming into this house. Know this season is just as valuable as any season that you've ever faced or thought glorious in the past, saith the Spirit of grace. Live in great hope. For these are not words to tickle the ear, nor encourage the heart, or end the conference, saith the Spirit of grace. But these words will come to pass in the days ahead. That which has seemed like a dry and thirsty land will begin to be again a river of life. That which was pruned back in the spirit and even in numeric, know that it will change. It will change. And you will be glad in those hours that you did not resist the pruning, but you stepped into it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, wow is the right word. Now I'm going to, the Lord is so good to us.
and I'm going to say especially good to Gary because he knows how I am, that I'm very uh, meticulous when it comes to his word. See, even when he said earlier in that prophecy, you're not going to be able to stand in this house and things like that, well, still, you could take that to mean wherever we're meeting the house. But you're not going to get away from this one. I think he put this in here just for Gary. I'm going to let you in on it. (laughs) One part of this house, then he says, this physical location. This physical location. While some are being healed, others in the other part of the auditorium will be delivered and set free. Glory will fall, presence will come, and it will all be kept in order in these last days. Now see, to my shame, I had forgotten the part about this physical location. Now, let's read our scripture verse that I asked you to turn to. Don't fail me now, phone. Okay. <laughs> 1 Timothy 1.18 This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Now, you can't get much more specific. He's talking about the prophecies, the specific words that had been spoken to Timothy. Listen, God, we did a message a few months ago called Refuse Not Him Who Speaks from Heaven. Jesus is alive and well. He is still speaking from heaven. People don't give, and in this case, Gary does not give the importance to it. I didn't go over it enough to where it lodged in me this physical location. Now, this was during the conference 2018. During the conference one year later, 2019, is the first prophecy that we call the blueprint. And then there were ten of those all together into this year that we're calling the blueprint for 2020. And like Alan said, don't think January 1st, all of a sudden you're free from prayer, fasting. Woo, we did it. Prayer, fasting, worship in the Word. That's our life. That's our life. Okay? Now, he said right near the end of that, he said, live in great hope. These are not words to tickle your ears nor to encourage the heart, nor to end the conference. But these words will come to pass in the days ahead. So when he says live in great hope, our first real great picture we give of hope is about Abraham, the father of the faith for all of us. It says, who against hope believed in hope. Giving glory to God. He was was not weak in faith, but he was not weak, but strong in faith, giving glory to God that what he had promised, he was well able to perform. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So God, 
he had to change what Abraham was seeing. Abraham and Sarah had been married for decades, and they'd never had a child together. Yet God says, no, you're not only going to have this child in your old age, your seed, he took him outside on a desert night, you know, no electricity. You can imagine the, what the stars look like. You, you look at, look at there. Look at, look, yeah, looky there. I don't think he said it that way. <laughs> looky there, Abraham. <laughs> looky right there. Anyway. Your seed shall number as the stars of heaven. Wow. Because for decades, all him and Sarah had looked at was an empty crib. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So how do you war a good warfare over prophecies that has been spoken? Let's take just this one, okay? And I specifically, I'm going to focus on the last part, but then we're going to come back to the first part, right? (laughs) Okay, yes, okay. Now, when he says, I'm going to start at that that place. Not one will lead, but many will lead because of the presence that I will place upon them. And what they are doing in this time of pruning, says the Spirit of Grace. One part of this house, this physical location, while some are being healed, others in another part of the auditorium will be delivered and set free. Glory will fall, presence will come, and all will be kept in order for these uh, last days. Now, earlier he said, uh, let me find it. The days will come in this house. Now, he doesn't say physical location, but he did later, so he's talking about this physical location. The days will come. Now, by the way, what he's saying here, he's talking about our house. But this prophecy is to all that have linked arms with us. It's, it's nothing, trust me, there is nothing special about this physical building. But we do have a word specific to us about what's going to happen in this physical location. The days will come when not a seat will not be taken. Look around. Change your hope. Close your eyes for a minute. See every seat full and even yours. (laughs) Because many, not a few, many will stand against the walls and crowd the places and crowd the altars. And you will see services like you have never seen before. Close your eyes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let's let's do some warfare regarding this prophecy. See, if I look with my natural eye and I make a judgment like I was doing, then I'm I'm using natural hope, which in this case is very bad. Okay? But Abraham, against that kind of hope, he believed in hope. And he's talking about the hope that he got from God. The vision that he got when God took him out and showed him the stars. Abraham, stop looking at your 99-year-old body. Stop looking at your wife's 90-year-old body. Stop, stop looking at decades of marriage, having no child with her. Change what you're seeing, Abraham. Because you're going to have what I say. And not what your circumstances say. Close your eyes. Can you see it? When you pull in the servant, when you pull in the driveway, you're going, 
I'm going to have to park in the grass again. We got to we got to pave more land because there's not enough room to fit everybody in the house. Now, can you see it with every seat full? Probably yours too. And you're the one, with the, one of the ones standing around the wall. Can you see it? Can you really see it? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. How do you war a good warfare? First, you've got to change your hope. Change what you're seeing. See, for this, ever since Tim gave me this, and I've been repenting and repenting, I'm going, Lord, I'm so sorry that I did not give the attention to your word. That I should, I should have known better. At the first thought, well, maybe we should sell this building and land. At the first, t- first thought, I should have said, stupid Gary, <laughs> what is wrong with you? That is not what God said. See, thank God for Tim who, and I, I'm not, you know, but he's the one that sent me this. Thank God he remembered. He's been in him enough that he caught it. And he didn't rebuke me. He didn't try and exalt himself over me. He was a real friend and he shared with me the word of the Lord. And the most in, uh, innocent, loving way that he could have. Now, while we're in this prophecy, there's some more in there that's got to do with you even more than it does the house. I know you can't look at it right now. But I've had some time to pray over this. At the beginning of it, he said, The days are coming and not far from this time. When the glory and the presence that one brought, many will bring. Who do you think that one brought? Who do you think he's talking about there? That's Pastor Dave. How many remembers the crying days? I got to tell this story because he's showing it to me. One year, when I say the crying days, in case you don't know, there was a season where Dave went through an intense time at the Holy Spirit's direction on private worship. And Dave has taught, all that is available at Dave's website for free. Uh, You can download it. But after he had obeyed God for a time, the presence of God got so strong in Dave, he would just walk in the room, weeping. I mean, you can't even... His door is way over there, and, you know, Sue and I sit over here all the time. And we didn't notice that he come in. But when he came in, crying, weeping. There's a presence that came in with him. Reminds you of Smith Wigglesworth, doesn't it? You know, just just sitting on the train. And people would walk in presence with. (laughs) They'd walk by in that presence. They'd just get on their knees and say, Sir, you convict me of sin. What must I do to be saved? When they got within Peter's shadow... It says they all got healed. It didn't matter what it was. I wonder if we'd have had Victoria there. I wonder. It says they all got healed, all of them. The days are coming and not far from this time. When the glory and the presence that one brought, many will bring, says the Spirit of grace. 
the saturation of his glory. And I'm always thinking of, yes, sir. Okay. He showed it to me again. I got to finish telling this story. At one of the conferences, when that was happening, uh, we had some friends here from South Carolina where Sue and I had gone and preached at one of our favorite people on earth, his church. And the small church over there, uh, not more than 15 people, I don't think. Uh, you know, when you drive a thousand miles to preach to 15 people, you're not looking for the offering. You understand that? Okay. Okay. But And there was this one couple, we just loved them. One of them was a good old South Carolina boy. The husband was a South Carolina boy, but he had married a Yankee from New Jersey. And she's a sweetheart, but very cerebral, very mind. You know, she. I, when you ask her, well, she just gave her testimony about why she was going to that church. She said, well, they've got some... Some of the things they say I can't go along with, but boy, there's just no denying the love. You know, that's why she was going to that church. And they, the, the pastor of the church and his wife had tried and the husband had tried. They'd all tried to get her speaking with other tongues, get filled with the Holy Ghost. And she says, look, I'll go with you so far. I love Jesus. I love the cross. I'm saved. I'm born again. But come on. Come on. God wants me speaking words. That I don't know. She just couldn't do that. She just couldn't bring herself to do it. They came to conference. The husband and the wife. Everything's going fine. They were having a good time. The worship, you know, preceding the service. Now the husband told this story. Sue and I were over here. And this happened right about here. The husband told me later. He says, Man, we were just enjoying the service. I'm standing there and I'm, my wife is just next to me, you know, and we just love God and we're enjoying the service. He said, all of a sudden, I don't know. All of a sudden, all over the auditorium, people began weeping, crying. Nobody said anything. And I looked over to my right. I felt something, you know, he's sitting there, something over to my right, and that's where Dave's door is. I could feel something, a presence. And I looked, and Dave had just walked into the auditorium. He said, uh, the worship was still going on, and I was trying to enjoy it, but this somebody, some lady, was speaking in tongues so loud, I, I couldn't even hardly hear the worship. And I'm thinking, how rude. <laughs> and he's looking around to see who it is. And it's his Yankee wife on her knees, just shundying to the top of her lungs. She didn't care who heard her. She is praising God in other tongues. Just praying and praying. And the first thing, and after that, the first thing she said is in English as Dave came, and he was kind of walking up here, I think. In those days we had the podium on the platform. Thank you. Words. As he walked up, she, he said, my wife pointed at him and he said, he's not of this world. He is not of this world. Now I'm saying all that and really not to exalt Dave, although I'm always eager to exalt Dave. The glory and the presence that one brought. Many will bring. Says the Spirit of Grace. See, and that's exactly the shift that's got to happen for this end time revival. I thank God for all of our leaders. I thank God for Dave. I thank God for 
or Roberts, Smith Wigglesworth, let's don't leave out the ladies, Catherine Kuhlman, Maria Smith-Edder, I think her name is, uh, and I can't think of any others, Amy Simple McPherson, somebody, thank you, Lord. I thank God for them, and they were... That was for their season, for their generation. But see, these are the days. This revival is going to be with Joel's army. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I believe it's going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. I, I always pick on Phil because he never hits me. <laughs> see, this glory in this presence that he's talking about here. Even Phil. I know, wow, right? And he's over there rolling his eyes too, you know. Can you imagine Phil walking into a quick trip? He's going in to get a Mars bar. How many is old enough to remember a Mars bar? Boy, not many. Okay, he's going in to get a snicker. How many? Okay, okay, a few more. He's just going in to get a snicker. Weeping breaks out. Somebody, he would never want this, but they're going to do it anyway. They're going to say, sir, you convict me of sin. What must I do to be saved? See, that's Joel's army, and, and he, that's what he's been training. There's going to be a shift. You're no longer going to come to the green line to be on the receiving side. You're going to be on the ministry side, all of you. And while Red is over here and his wife are over here casting out devils and they're flopping on the floor like chickens. Ah! Come out, I said. Ah! Over on this side, B's going to be laying her hands on blind children. And they're going to see. And Phil's going to be over here healing the sick. And you're going to be doing the same things where you are. Because that's what Jesus said. These signs shall follow them that believe, not the fivefold. Them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. Now, not like they do snake handling in Kentucky. <laughs> Stay scriptural. When Paul was putting that wood on the fire, a poisonous snake bit him that was so poisonous that the, the people that lived there thought, he must be a murderer. God's not going to allow him to live. In other words, that snake bites you, you die. Paul wasn't worried at all. See, he just shook it off into the fire. He didn't die. You think that wasn't a sign and a wonder? You think that didn't help with evangelism? <laughs> that helped with evangelism. Okay. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Even if they try and poison you, God's going to do a miracle. He's going to do a miracle. Now, this last one. They shall lay, believers, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The glory and the presence that one brought. Now, many are going to bring. It says not one will lead. Oh, okay, let's talk about the training. Because see, that was that was in 2018. 2019 is when he gave us the blueprint. Can I say training? 
Again, I want to thank God for each and every one of you that are that are coming to the corporate prayer. And I know some of you can't. I'm not trying to get on anybody. I just thank God for anybody that is doing it and doing it at home. I hope you're putting in some fasting. I hope you're putting in some worship. Because it's training for what's coming. So he says here, Right there. there it is. I'm going to back up. It's just too rich. For the days will come in this house. And that He means this place, but he also means where you are too. Okay? When not a seat will not be taken, many will stand up against the walls and crowd the places and crowd the altars. We're going to see salvations like you never saw. And you will see services like you have never seen before. Now, now is as you have heard others speak and affirm my word, now is the time for the laying and the continuation of soundness of doctrine. But know this, as tough as it would seem to you in the spirit that I am at times in training you, know this. Now here again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Why do you keep coming? Why do you keep going back to prayer? Why do you keep pushing away from the table? Why do you keep doing it? That on the other side of this training, on the other side of that, is more than an, e- more than an equal outpouring of my glory and of my presence. So strong, you'll not be able to stand in the house. In a later prophecy, he said the glory will be so strong no one will hardly even be able to leave the building. Azusa Street, if you read the books of the ones that actually witnessed it, that were actually there, now they actually saw the glory cloud come in. They describe it as being two to three feet above the, like a fog, two to three feet from the floor up. He said the little kids would run and play hide and seek in it. And you could watch it swirl like fog when they'd run into it. <laughs> God, give us some of that. But whether we can see it or not, what we want is the harvest. The blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the maimed are made whole, and when needed, the dead are raised. Now that's going to... Here is just the start. I'm going to say it again. Let's learn some things today. Let's summarize. If you leave here and nothing changes, I wasted my time and you wasted your time. The reason we're going to make this available in PDF format, get this in you. And stop saying things like, whether you've been saying it out loud or only having an internal discussion. See, I miss those glory days too. I've seen more miracles in this building than any place I've ever been in my life. I I loved it when, you know, how Dave would do it. He says, someone, now I'm just picking on, someone here has a deaf ear. And without knowing the people or anything, he'd be standing right in front of the person. Someone here, and Dave would, you know, I think he already knew. (laughs) Someone here has a deaf Boy, could we use some more of that? I remember the time that the guy came from Oklahoma City, I think it was, and in a wheelchair, and they'd already operated on his back several times, but he couldn't walk. 
And the doctors have said, don't come back. That's all the surgeries we have. There's nothing else we can do for you. Right in this area, right over here, Sue and I with bug eyes watching this whole thing. Dave praying for that guy. And I mean, as he stood up. I'm going to try and imitate it. He stood up out of that chair. And it was like a man. He didn't know where he was. But he's standing up. I don't even know if he was aware. He knew he wasn't in the chair. And he's like, it's like, where am I? He didn't say anything, but it, it, that's, it's like, I don't know what he's seeing. <laughs> but he starts walking. Pretty soon he walks. And then he started running, <laughs> if I remember right. Maybe, I may be con- combining with another one. But anyway, he walked, and he came back the next week. Might have been two weeks. Without the wheelchair. Remember that guy? Stood right here and gave his testimony what great things the Lord had done for him. I miss those days too. But I have to stop looking back. Thank God for Dave. Thank God for what we have seen. Thank God it got you in the chair where you are. You too. (laughs) Thank God it got you there. But God is telling us, don't just look back like, oh, we miss those days. He's going, look forward to these days that are coming. Change your hope. Don't ever say again, Oh, that old building, that, you know, zama, 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 whatever. Stop it, Gary. Oh, and you too. <laughs> and if somebody says, you reckon they want to sell that building, what's the answer? No. 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 Thanks very much. No. Yeah, but I got a lot of money. No. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Whole herds of yabbits, you know. Yeah, but. No. Why? Because God said, in this physical location, Not one will lead, not just one like it was. Many will lead because of the presence that I will place upon them. Put your hand on your heart. Lord, I thank you. I am one of these. I thank you for the presence. Your presence that I carry always. That affects everybody I come in contact with. I thank you for this season of training. I endure the purging process. I am willing to sit in the school of your spirit. And your word. As you train me. Discipline me. Making me fit for battle. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many of you think Gary's going to walk like a hundred-year-old man when that's going on? No, I'm not. I'm not. Alan's going to be walking full. He's already healed. God's already... Am I saying it right? Alan, you're already healed, and I just walked this out. Well, he's walking it out. I'm walking it out. But this is helping me. I'm telling you, I've been over this now. You never... Devil... You're never going to get Gary again when it comes to this building. I now have the mind of Christ in here. See? And that's how you do it. It's line upon line, precept upon precept. But it's not just the Word. It is the Word of God. Yes, sir. This is like the third time he's brought this to me. Did I ever tell the other thing? Hope I did. If I didn't, bring it back again, Lord. Y'all do know when Noah heard build an ark... He couldn't go back to Scripture and see if God ever told anybody else to do that. 
Just a minute. I'm not sure you're God. Just a minute. Flip, flip, flip. They only had, what, six, so many chapters. <laughs> and they, they didn't have that in writing. You know I'm making it up. But he couldn't go back and say, No, I, I, don't, agree. I don't believe that's you, God, because you never said that to anybody before. And God's going, I'm alive. Uh, you're alive. Uh, I've got a voice. You've got ears. What's the problem here? <laughs> See? This is our instructions for us in our generation. And yeah, the training's hard. Do you think I want to come down here every time? My body, my flesh thinks of 19 things to do one hour before prayer time. Now, when I say prayer time, right now we've got special corporate times of prayer. You can pray anytime, but right now, what is it? Noon to 10 o'clock on Wednesday, noon to 10 o'clock on Friday, 7 a.m. till noon on Saturday. And then many of us are trying to do even more at home. Well, I told you, already told you about that one time. It seemed so reasonable at the time. I mean, I'm running close. I've only got like 15 minutes to get here. Let's, I can't remember. Let's say it was 11.45. Well, I can, from my house, I can be here if I leave at 11.45. I go out and I'm getting in the car. I go, oh, my car is dirty. What's I need to go wash my car first. Now, is that going to take some time? Which is more important in eternity? <laughs> fifteen, The extra 15 minutes that I would lose of prayer time while I'm washing my car. Or just come on down and pray and let the car stay dirty. When I really got to think, I said, how stupid can a man be and still walk? I mean... Want to go wash my car when eternity's at stake for somebody? A revival? My car can stay dirty. I'll tell you how strong the devil is. How much, well, really, it's not the devil, it's your flesh. It's your flesh that hates prayer. You know why? It knows it's dying. It knows it's dying. It hates it. Finally figured it out. So when I hear Alan's voice, I got to do what Alan did, you know, because going to go, going to go to prayer time, going to get a pretty wife, going to have a big house, going to drive a nice car. <laughs> Don't we all start off pretty much like that, you know? Yeah, and you get there and you start praying, you're still thinking, going to get a pretty wife, you know? God starts dealing with you. About whatever it is. <laughs> Football. Television. Forgiveness. The flesh, it didn't take too long to figure it out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't see no new house. <laughs> I don't see no new car. What do you mean? What do you mean give up my television time? We deserve that. We work hard. You have a right to that. I'm not looking at anybody for this. It doesn't take long for your flesh to figure out, wait a minute, wait a minute. Every time that we, we, this spirit person in the flesh, every time we go to prayer, I die a little more. I don't get what I want. I don't get to have my way. Gary, your car is dirty. <laughs> First you need to wash the car. Then I really know it's my flesh when it says, 
Uh, instead of going to prayer, go mow the lawn. I know that's the flesh. Yeah, I know right there. Because anybody that knows. Now, Sue loves gardening and flowers. And she does a great job at the house. But for me, you know, gardening time is, it doesn't exist with me. <laughs> so if my own flesh says, oh, instead of going to prayer, you need to go mow the lawn. I know that's the flesh. It's scared to everything because it doesn't like yard work. It doesn't. And for it to offer, you know, it overplayed its hand. Even I knew that's the flesh. And now I'm going to go to prayer. Yeah, but you need to do this. I've got some great quotes. I add to it all the time. One of my all-time favorites is by Martin Luther. Martin Luther, I'm not talking about Martin Luther King in the Civil Rights. I'm talking about Martin Luther, who started the first Protestant movement and nailed the theses on the door at the big church there. And uh, he worked tirelessly translating the Bible, trying to get the Bible into the common man's hand. One of the favorite quotes I have of his, he says, I have so much to do today. I have so many things I have to accomplish today that I must spend the first three hours in prayer. Now, that's a man that understood. My second Alan closing. This was a mic drop moment at one of the services. I didn't know it till later. You're beginning to really mature when it when you understand that what you pray is more powerful than anything you can do. Washing the car is okay. Not during corporate prayer time. There's things you have to do if it's an emergency. I have a 99-year-old mother that I stay in contact with for obvious reasons, although she's most likely going to outlive us all. (laughs) She's... She's doing really good. You wouldn't believe the amount of candy she ate on Halloween. <laughs> Sue and I both went, that's got to be God to be able to eat that much candy. Then she stuffed both pockets full as you know, before I took her home because we had candy left over. I doubt there's any left. <laughs> Might be. And she just does. She just, you know what she says when she eats it? Good and good for you. <laughs> She says that about everything that she eats. I think that's part of why she's living so long. Hallelujah. Let's war over the prophecies. This is a really good one. See yourself in this. You're one of these ones he's talking about. That the presence and the glory. You you yourself are going to carry his glory and His presence everywhere you go. And we are going to see services in this physical location where every chair will be taken. They'll be standing around the walls. It'll be services like we've never seen before. But you guys are the ones that's going to be ministering. And that same thing's going to happen around the world. Welcome to Joel's army. Right now, he's got us in training. Let us endure the training because the glory on the other side is going to be amazing. And the world will see that Christ is real 
that he's raised from the dead, that he dwells in us, and he's still doing the same things today that he did then. Amen? I hope you got something out of that. I did. Hallelujah. There's somebody, you're either here or you're watching, you're not even sure you're saved. And said so the things that you're talking about are great, but I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm still not going to hell. Did you know the Bible says salvation comes with great assurance? I heard one, I'm not sure about this, I heard one preacher say, if you're not sure you're saved, you're probably not. Okay? Well, let's, let's, let's settle that. Listen, the gospel is so simple. It's John 3.16. All of us deserve hell. All of us are born sinners. None of us could pay the price that we deserve. So God, in His mercy, John 3.16, God so loved you, He so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that those that believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Now let's all repeat this. It won't hurt you. Say, Father, I come to you. I thank you for loving me and sending your son to die in my place. The punishment that I deserved, I understand now that he took it for me so that I could be the righteousness of God in him. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I know that you are God's son. I know you died on the cross for me. Forgive me, Lord. I am so sorry. I repent of my sin. I believe that you've been raised from the dead. And from this day forward, I surrender. You are the Lord of my life, Jesus. I'll serve you all the days of my life. Now see, the Bible declares that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're a whosoever. You just now did that. Don't let the devil talk you out of it anymore. You are saved. You are born again. You're a child of God now. You're really a new creature. Get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Acts. Start reading what he says about you. It's amazing. I'm going to go one step further because I, I feel him leading this. What about the baptism in the Holy Spirit? I've heard that it's not for today. The thing of it is, that's not what Peter preached. In Acts chapter 2, the very day that the, the Spirit was poured out on 120, and they all got filled with the Holy Ghost, and they all spake with tongues, and there the presence came so strong, they were staggering around, they were having a hard time standing up too. The presence. People thought they were drunk the way they were walking. They began speaking in languages that none of them had ever learned. And the people were hearing and seeing this. They thought maybe they were drunk. Well, Peter stood up and said, these, these people are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing it's only 9 o'clock in the morning, third hour of the day. He says, this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel, that upon, in these last days, upon my, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, he preached that to them, and here's what he said. This, this promise, and he, he, what he's talking about, that the promise of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, is not just for these 120. It is for you, for your children, 
and for all that are afar off. Hello. We're the far off ones. It is just as much God's will that you get saved and born again. It's just as much his will that you be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. So if you'd like to have that experience, let me pray with you now. We can be, we can pray it too and pray for a refilling. Did you know you can fill a glass more than once? And fill it, drink it, and fill it, drink it. <laughs> now we're going to drink, we're going to fill it and splash it on other people. <laughs> and actually it's more than that. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost who had not yet been given because he has, was not yet glorified. But now he has been glorified. The Holy Spirit has been given and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But it starts with tongues. It starts with tongues and it winds up in power. So let's all pray this with them too. Say, Lord Jesus. The, uh, John the Baptist said that he baptized in water. But the one coming after him would baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I'm asking you today. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Fill me again with the very Spirit of God. And Lord, I I yield my tongue to you. So that you may make intercession for me. Even in a language I don't know. Things I don't even know what to pray. You're going to pray through them. Fill me now, Lord. And I will speak with tongues. Let's pray just for a moment. I don't care where you are. It won't make sense. It's not supposed to to your natural mind. It won't sound like my tongue. It'll sound, it'll be the one he, language he gives you. It's hard at first. It was hard for me. It's hard for many people. You, it starts with a trickle, but it becomes a river. Little more. Shanda la breco maranda de quai. Fronde la bequai kayandata la breco marande. Shonda la bacuri andoto. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen, if you don't know much about that, go to daveroberson.org and look at his series called Tongues for the Believer. Tongues for the Believer. It'll get you right on your way. Hallelujah. Yeah. He wants me to say a word to backsliders. At one time, you were walking really close with God. Somebody specifically today he's talking to because you're living out of wedlock with another person. And the world says that's okay. God's word says it's not okay. And you know deep down it's not okay. Because you walked with God once. So, well, uh, no, it's been too long, Gary. I've, I've sinned too much. I, I don't think he'll take me back. Well, you need to hear what he said to Israel when Israel was backslidden. He says, return to me, O backslidden children. Return to me. Only acknowledge your sins and repent. And I will abundantly pardon and I will abundantly receive you again. Let's pray that prayer.
Lord, I am so sorry. I walked away from you. I got involved in sin that I knew better. But I just did it anyway. Father, I repent. This very day, I repent. I will change what I'm doing. And I'll return to you, Father. But Lord, receive me back unto yourself. Put the signet ring on my finger. Put the robe upon me again. Call me your son again. Call me your daughter again. Lord, thank you for receiving me. See, 1 John 1 9 says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful to not only forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When the prodigal son returned to his father's house, now he did have to leave the sin. He couldn't bring the pigsty with him. He had to leave the sin. You have to repent. But when he returned to the father's house, he had the attitude, I'm just going to be a hired servant. And the father wouldn't take that for a minute. He doesn't want any hired servants. He wants you. He wants you as his child. And if you've been living like that, if you prayed that prayer, you have returned. And he has clothed you with robes of righteousness as though you never backslidden in the first place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Father, we as a congregation, because what you said, many will lead. We as a congregation now, by the authority of the lips you've given us, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we release healing around the world. Right where you are right now, in this congregation, listening, whether it's today or ten years from today, healing is released unto you now. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Receive what the Lord has done for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Straight up 12 o'clock. I didn't plan it that way. Well, we're going to dismiss you now. We are going to have calling in the lost tonight at 7. And then you already said the prayer schedule for the week. Come if you can. Come and go if you have to, but come get whatever you can. Other than that, now kind of hold the fellowship till you get out into the lobby. But if you need prayer, came for prayer, come put your toes on the green line. And this time we'll pray for you. And you will receive. But just know your day's coming. You're on the other side of the line. And I mean coming quickly. That's why he's got us in this training. You are dismissed. Thank you very much.